Hey everyone, welcome back to Mimosas with My Chismosas. I'm Lani. And I'm Andrea. Uh, so we kind of, uh, we weren't too sure if we were going to do an episode this week just because of everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter and with the protests. Um, a lot of people have been silent on social media and have been like pausing their like normal posting and things like that. So we kind of went back and forth and we do think that it's important to talk about this, especially for all of our Hispanic listeners. Um, I know that there's a lot of racism within Hispanics, period. Uh, Mm -hmm. I actually don't know why that is. Um, It's like something that unfortunately a lot of us have grown up with. And, but I do think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I do think that us, like our generation, the millennial generation, has learned to correct our families when like a racist comment comes up or something like that. At least I've been doing that. And I know that in my family, like the older generation, like have said things and like you, you need to correct them. So it's just, we've really taken this time to like learn and to listen and educate ourselves with everything Mm -hmm. going on. The conversations, at least the conversations that I have had have not been easy. Um, I had a huge argument like with my dad about all of this and just listening to what he had to say and him listening to what I had to say and it just got really heated and I don't want this to be an excuse by saying it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks like that's not absolutely for him to not understand what is going on but that's kind of how it felt like talking to him about everything I swear like Mm -hmm. I literally thought I was gonna get thrown out of the house um (laughs) I believe it I believe I like arguing my part and just like trying to make him understand what's going on you know I think that especially I feel like at least with my parents like my mom and my stepdad like my my dad is a Trump fan and mm-hmm. my dad doesn't doesn't see this as a race problem. Last week, I think last week when everything really was at its peak, I had a really hard mental week. Yeah. Like I was very much, I knew things, I knew there was racism. I knew things were bad, but I didn't really take to heart or I didn't, maybe I was just being very blind to it. I didn't really open my eyes or my eyes were not opened until last week. Right. And I recognized that we in the Hispanic culture, a lot of those racist, we learned a lot. We learn a lot of racism when we're younger. Yeah. And I think that because we're the millennial generation and we know better, we kind of are recognizing little things that we've grown up with Mm -hmm. that we didn't really maybe not think it was racist, but we kind of were like, oh, like, that's just how it is. Like, that's just our family. But like, like little comments, like, like when you see, like when you're dating and your grandparents are like, oh, Mm -hmm. con con los blancos, adelanta la raza. Yeah. Which is like, how it like, it's date within your, your color to advance the race, which 
is the most racist thing I know. when you think about it. it. Like in every, and the thing is, I think now with every, like I hadn't really seen the video of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. I hadn't, I had just seen pictures. I had seen, you right. know, the, the cop on top of it, but I hadn't seen the video until maybe like Wednesday of last week, Thursday of yeah. last week. And it really affected me because yeah, you same. see, you see this white cop, which a cop's job is not supposed to, like my dad and my sister had gone into this argument that my dad was like, a cop's job is not to, you know, tell you right from wrong. And I'm like, right. no, his job is to uphold the law. Correct. And there, there are certain times where, yes, things will get heated and you you need to be the enforcer. That's mm-hmm. part of your job. But in this scenario, this went past being a cop. This yeah. went where you literally were killing somebody. Yeah. And you didn't care. Yeah. And people were standing around and there were three other cops standing around. And as a as a person, if I see something, I probably before wouldn't speak up. Mm-hmm. I would kind of just, as echadita palante as I am, <laughs> I really, I don't think I would do something. Have you, have you heard of the show, What uh, What Would You Do? Uh, no. Okay, so it's a show, it's a social experiment show that they'll take different, mm-hmm. oh, wait, they'll take different the, scenarios. What's his name? John, George, something. So, it's like, yeah, I, not, now I, I do know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so they'll take the same scenario and they'll, they'll interchange people of different cultures different races so like there was one example that it was just this young black guy in like his maybe 20s with two white kids and Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be like he was their babysitter their Mm -hmm. nanny whatever they were at a restaurant and this white lady calls like management and he's like i want like you need to see you need to figure that out because that doesn't look right yeah. And the black guy's like, I'm their nanny. And she's like, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't sit well with me. Before I would watch that and it would be like, oh, I would say something. I would say, I would totally say something, but I really don't think that I would. I feel like now if yeah. I saw something, I would be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Because I feel like this really has opened my eyes to see things for what they are like there's no rose colored glasses on anymore like Mm -mm. it is what it is like this is nothing new like George Floyd is just one example of I think it was more the shock value like these things have been going on for centuries for four centuries we're only knowing about it now because of now phone and social media like people recording everything like crazy I have a friend that is a very good friend of mine and she is black and she's not from here. She's from uh, Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and she is a sweetheart. And I have very open dialogue with her, which I think is something that a lot of people when, you know, that, that, that it's like a meme that's like, Oh no, I'm not racist because I have a black friend. Right. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're not racist. That just means you have a black friend. (laughs) Like you don't, you don't get a gold star because I know like, that's, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But her and I have always had an open dialogue about this because we, we noticed how a couple, like friends of ours, like mutual friends of ours, 
were in interracial couples, whether it was like a white guy with a black girl or a black guy with a white guy, whatever. And when the movie American Sun came out, I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix, with Kerry Washington, my favorite human in the world. <laughs> it, it's set in present day, and it's about she's black, her husband's white, mm-hmm. and their son, she can't find her son, and her son's maybe like, I think he's like 17 or 18, takes the car, they got into an argument, he leaves, takes the car, and she, he hasn't come home, doesn't answer the phone, nothing. She goes down to the police station, and the funny thing is, it's set here in Miami. Oh, wow. So she comes, and she's a black woman, and the officer's white, and he's not helping her. He's like, oh, we'll find you somebody to get down here. It's the middle of the night, like brushing her off. Mm-hmm. Her husband, her husband gets there and he immediately helps the guy. Wow. Because he's a white, he's a white man. And you, it still shocks me that it's 2020. Like we're in the I year know. 2020. I know. And we have to be having, we're just now having these open dialogue conversations yeah. about how bad racism is in this country and again and i think it goes back to we're having more open dialogue about it now because when this was happening we were younger you know so we still weren't either we weren't paying attention we we were still in our own little world because we were younger but now we're older and now we're like opening our eyes and we're like i i can't like, it, it just doesn't register that, like, this is happening. Like, right. why, why, are, why is, are we even arguing mm-hmm. about racism? Like, how is it so hard for people to just accept each other? I think like, that, 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 like, blows my mind. And the thing is, I feel like you and I, our generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when we were... I remember having a black teacher in kindergarten, like my black, my teacher was black in kindergarten. I had friends. I've always had friends that were black and I right. never saw them as my black friend. Yeah. I just looked at them as my friend. Yeah. Like I've had, you know, romantic people that were, you know, not white like me. Like I yeah. never saw it as like a colored thing. Right. But, but like, for example, my mom, my parents or our parents, their parents, mm-hmm. my grand, my mom grew up when she was younger. That was when, you know, yeah. black people didn't have rights till the mid sixties. Like, yeah. She was born in 63. Like things were still not, they weren't segregated anymore, but like it was the, the pre, the pre, yeah. it was the beginning. Yeah. So like now you and I are looking at this, like why why is this an issue right where the older generation are like oh no but like yeah they can have like they can have a seat at the table but just not my table right exactly so I feel like it's become a bigger issue to me than like a race issue it's more Mm -hmm. of an obvious thing to me yeah like I truly don't understand why people like their confederate statues i know i know i don't understand me that fucking blows my mind and places that are not places that are not you know predominantly white anymore like there's confederate statues in georgia like in georgia like atlanta's population it's predominantly black like i was looking at like a census report about this like and I think a big, 
a movie. I, I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. It's called The 13th. Oh, yeah. I have to watch it. Okay. So I had seen it a couple, like I saw it when it had first come out, but it's basically like the 13th Amendment frees the slaves. But there's a clause in it that if the slave, like if a black, a black person, basically like they can imprison them. They're free, but like you can still keep them imprisoned for like anything. So like loitering, oh, okay. homelessness. So like and that's still you're, that's still in the in the constitution. Yes. Yes. Oh my dear God. So then system, like redlining. Do you know what redlining is? Yeah. So like things like that. Like this is not new. This is nothing right. new. Like right. this is nothing new. You have historically placed black people the black community Mm -hmm. in hardships on purpose right because you never from the time the constitution was written you didn't want them to be yeah like you never planned on them you never planned for them to be yeah so we are in 2020 and that's why people are like oh but that's why like to me for example Shanice is black she's Mm -hmm. an athletic trainer the amount of black women or minorities, like women of color, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, Hispanic women in any, in any, in any occupation is predominantly less. Right. Like yeah. the U.S., I was watching another documentary because now, you know, it, it kind of sucks that this is the type of situation that has to bring things to light. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Amazon Prime has. Amazon Prime has a bunch of movies that are now like based around like the history of whatever like black based um, mm-hmm. movie or actors whatever. So like Selma is one of them. Right. Um. There was another one that it was. It's a documentary, and it's basically showing like historically how white people have twisted the narrative to always make it seem like black people are thieves criminals Mm -hmm. this that and the third and they never have a fighting chance because you're always yeah you're always screwing them yeah a hundred percent yeah and they had fine you know when obama got elected like the first time obama's first term like i was in high school i I don't think you were in high school yeah you were in high school too i voted for obama like the first time i voted was for obama's second term yeah and to me like when he won again, I remember thinking to myself, like, I remember crying because I remember thinking this is history times yes. two. Like, this is giving people, like, this is giving the quote-unquote black community, like, you have a black president. Yeah, like, like it's giving them hope. It's giving them, uh, like, th- that. You're that setting the hope. bar. Yeah, exactly. You're raising the bar. Better exactly, say. like finally like it was like a finally like finally like people like we have a black president like this is our moment like this is not our moment but their moment this is their chance like you know and now here we are and I think you know I hate to make it political because you know I'm the type that like you have your belief system I have my belief system like you think the way that you do because you know of 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 different care like there's a reason people think the way that they do and I respect right. people's political views because that's your view like we are all entitled to our own opinions to our own preferences like it is what it is yeah but 
I think this goes beyond a race thing. Like mm-hmm. this goes directly to the top. Like police brutality has always been a thing. Yeah, which is, is so sad. Which is ridiculous because you're the police. Like you're supposed to be protecting us. I know, and you're not. They're not doing I was, that. It's like it's like getting to their heads. It's it's like I read something the other day that it was like I think it was I don't know if it was a meme or something that these cops that are like doing these harmful things. It's like a a kid, some white kid that never got attention at home, that then became a cop and is now taking out all of his aggression on people Mm -hmm. that he's supposed to be protecting. Well, I was made total sense to me when I read it. Oh, a hundred percent. I was reading a study that in certain countries in Europe, you, there's one that like, you have to have like a certain, you have to have like a master's degree in order to be a cop in like Finland, you have to have this in Sweden, you have to have Mm -hmm. that. Like there are multiple countries that to be a quote unquote police officer, you have to have like a very high, like they set the standard very high yeah you come to in the united states you have to be a high school graduate 21 months of training and they give you a gun and they're like can't go police yeah like yeah i looked up the the one for miami dade and it was like six six months of training what is that like like 700 and something hours or something like that that which is nothing no it's nothing for high school we had to do a thousand hours of community service for god's sakes for high Mm -hmm. school a thousand hours of community service and you're gonna tell me that i'm giving someone a gun and a badge after six months and the thing is i was reading another the thing is i have taken this like i felt guilty the fact that i didn't feel comfortable to go out and protest and i talked to my therapist about this because I was, like I said, I was having a really hard week last week and thank yeah. God I had therapy on Friday because I was yeah. about to lose my shit. <laughs> so as soon as we got on the call, like I was already crying and I was like, she's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm losing my shit. I really need to like get it. I was like, I feel guilty because I don't feel comfortable going out and protesting. So she's right. like, so what are you doing to do your part? And I said, well, I have taken a step back and I'm acknowledging the fact that I myself have quote unquote black friends, but I have been racist in the past. There have been things that have come out of my mouth, thoughts that I have had, actions that I have done right. that are racist. And I have put like almost again, taken off my rose colored glasses and have really internalized the past things that I've learned through, mm-hmm. you know, our culture as Hispanic people, our culture living in Miami. And I have, I was like, you know, I've started to read. I've started to really dive into articles and studies yeah. and stats and, you know, factual things, not just yeah. like the, the quote unquote news, right. not just, you know, New York Post articles, like right. really education based learning and reading and you know eating up all that information because knowledge is power like I don't have to go out and hold a sign to do my part right and I've been watching a lot of 
you know, documentaries. And, you know, I don't, I never thought of myself as being racist because again, I had quote unquote black friends. I had, you know, I hang out with black people. Like that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Like you never had any like obvious prejudice against any, any, right. Like, and, and the thing is, I love that saying, I was reading another meme about it that it's like, oh yeah, I don't see color. But mm-hmm. when you don't see color, what do you see? Black and white. Right. It's not about not seeing color. It's about the fact that you need to put everybody on an even keel. Yeah. So I was watching the 13th. I watched the 13th again. I watched Selma. Like, I also watched the one with Michael. It's something Mercy. Just yeah, Mercy. yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I, Lonnie, ugly cry. That's what I keep hearing. Like... I keep it's, hearing it's, people, it's, like, extremely emotional. And, and personally, like, just like you, like, last week I was, even this week, I'm just, like, not it's like okay. like, we're not, not Like, okay. I'm not okay. Like, it's just, like, a hard thing to describe. Like, you just don't know where to put your feelings, you know, because right. you want to talk about it at home, but you know what, where it's going to go at home. Right. because of, of our parents you know like we've already had that conversation we already know where it's gonna go like you try and you try and try to educate them but you can't change who they are you can't you know and I'm not right. saying that like our parents are racist whatever but no. they had their opinions on things you know and they grew up much different yeah than they we grew up did. we oh, grew yeah. up with a black president like yeah, we voted. I voted yeah. for a black president. Yeah, like, same. I don't think. And the thing is, I, I re- like, I know I voted for a black president. Like I know, but this whole last week and this week, like, has really shown me. Like, I used to say, like, oh, I'm not racist, but like, there are little things that yeah. I recognize in myself that I was like, fuck. There are little I things was being racist. Yeah, because of our upbringing exactly like little things that we little phrases that we would say as jokes or you know that weren't meant to be racist but in fact they are but like you would drive by grow up around it and you're you think it's okay because oh i grew up around it but like now is when you start to realize that it was never okay i was having this conversation with a friend of mine that i was like you know you drive by a bad neighborhood and you're like oh it's los barrios los negro exactly but you don't really stop and think who the fuck put them there exactly white people you redlined these people so that they never had a chance of being anything other than being in poverty being in anything like it's it to me it it really and the thing is i was telling my therapist because like i'm talking to you like I'm not getting like re upset. It like ignites something inside right. me. Like people that sit here and they're like, this this goes beyond like quote unquote like a race issue. Like this is, you know, white America. Like people mm-hmm. that are white like white, they're like, oh no, but we were here first. Need I give you a history lesson? And you were no, not, you here not here first. No. White people came to the to, to America and stole the land from Native Americans. Exactly. People. You came here with your greedy ass hands and, exactly. you ta- and you tainted all the land because you were a greedy fuck, just like white people are now, myself included. 
because you have to call a spade a spade. Like you can't sit there and be like, oh no, I had no idea right. that black people were getting treated like this. Right. No, no. This goes back centuries. And I think the 13th, the one that directed, this is what I was telling you earlier. The one that directed the 13th mm-hmm. is the same director that directed Salma is the same director that directed When They See Us, which is the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. It's the docu-series on the Central Park Five. Her name is Ava. Yes, Ava du- Duverney. Duverney, Duvani, something like that. She used to have a, I think she used to have a PR company and she started like doing film when she was like 30 something. Like she's incredible. Wow. So she, if you haven't seen When They See Us, to me, I was infuriated mm-hmm. because Wasn't I knew about that case. That? Yes, he yeah, was. I read something about when that. that. When that happened in the 80s, in the 80s, yeah, in the 80s or 90s, I don't remember when, these kids, they were kids. They were literally kids. One of them was 18, I think, but these kids were 16, 17, maybe 15, 16, 17. Trump took out, they, the, the crime rate in New York was high and of yeah. course, who did they blame it on? Black people. The black crime yeah. rate was high. So they Because we suddenly forgot that there were the Irish mob, the Italian mafia, all like, like come on, especially in the 80s. But we got to close our eyes to those things. Yeah. The thing, the crime, we got to blame who? We got the same yeah. thing that has been happening for centuries. Mm-hmm. So the, the city had a lot of pressure to lock up somebody or quote, plurals somebody's mm-hmm. because of how horrible this was so the girl the the victim of this didn't remember anything she didn't remember shit because they had beaten her so badly but trump wanted to crucify these boys and he took out a page in the new york times i think right that's to what arrest i read them. Mm-hmm. like he wanted their heads these how children. in the world is this man our president I, how in this the is the world? argument how in that, the world? how in the world, I truly hope that people, that this situation opens their eyes because what the other day when they were having a protest in DC, it was a peaceful protest. There was nothing mm-hmm. happening. Like they were in the street. Everything was peachy keen, love. Like there was nothing going on. This man decides to say, oh, you know, we're sending out the National Guard. And it just so happens that at that moment, all DC cops decide to start throwing tear gas and made yeah. it a not peaceful protest. Yeah. And this man decides to walk his happy ass to a fucking church with the Bible. Like, I know. First the of Bible all, was probably burning from the inside out. Yeah. First of all, I was watching that. And the fact that him and every single person that I guess is on his cabinet or his team, whatever, not mm-hmm. one of them was wearing a mask. Oh. And there were there were well over 50 of them together. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Not one of them was wearing a mask. So what else is going on that like that we don't know about? And I don't want to turn this into like a coronavirus thing, but right. not one of them was I wearing- mean, you and I have had that conversation. Yeah. The thing is like he says, and it's a lot of it's a lot of what 
Trump supporters say. Like, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's All Lives Matter. And I love the freaking analogy of the house is on fire. I love it. I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it all over Instagram. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about. The TikTok, for example, is, or anything really, you're using quote unquote, black lives matter versus all lives matter. So you have this house that's on fire and somebody calls 911 and they're like, okay, my neighbor's house is on fire. Oh, okay. We'll send the fire department. We'll send the fire department for that house. And the caller's like, oh, but what about my house? My house doesn't matter. Exactly. No, your house is not on fire. Like why do I need to, like your house is not on fire right now. Exactly. We will tell, oh, but my house is important too. What if my house was on fire? Okay. Well, the what if is not right now. So it doesn't really matter. I know. Like, I think that people, and I, and it's to, so shocking that people don't understand that analogy even. Like people don't understand, they don't get it. Children, because that children you have people are Hispanics, for example, arguing. That's like saying the Cuban Revolution is more important than what the people in Venezuela have gone through. No, nobody's like saying. no, like the Cuban Revolution is one thing. Dictatorship in Cuba is one thing. Whatever is going on in Venezuela is another thing. Like why why is it so hard for us to support each other when one group of people is going through something everything does not have to be a one-up do you know what i mean exactly you have to explain it so many different ways for people to understand it and some will just not want they they just don't care they just don't and the thing is like people like my dad my dad like that's my dad i love my dad but my dad is a blind trump follower and i when when Kavanaugh was getting, mm-hmm. I don't know, not elected, like, whatever. Yeah, when that whole thing was happening, happening yeah. yeah, I don't know the terminology for that. When he was getting chosen, let's mm-hmm. say, I remember saying, I was watching, I, I try not to talk about politics with my dad because it ends up Same. being <laughs> one of those conversations that yeah. you, you don't want to say something like, I don't want to get to the point of being so enraged that I say something I don't mean and then right. I take it back. So I kind of refrain from that, like, except for this moment. When Kavanaugh, when the whole trial was happening where they, he was like, oh, no, like, I don't, like, when she came out and she was like, no, he sexually assaulted me. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, oh, well, I don't believe her. And I was like, okay, but why? Yeah. And he's like, oh, because she was ugly. And I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, <laughs> what does that have to do with, what? No. Like, no. that doesn't make any sense. That literally has zero to do with it. Like, yeah. zero to do with it. And I remember saying to my dad, like, why would a woman put everything on the line? Exactly, yeah. For you to come out? Because that story was truly traumatizing. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would you put yourself in the position of having the entire world know one of your darkest secrets that yeah. you don't tell people all for like clout or for like attention right. if it wasn't true and then I went a step further and I was like you have two daughters two grown daughters you support a man who says he's gonna grab me by the pussy yeah and then said that if his daughter wasn't his daughter he would exactly like guys I'm sorry guys please what? if you're not registered to vote please to vote, vote register and show up like we are five months away from election six five six uh, what it's this year five it's It's we are very close like 
let's not let's not like I love the fact that people are protesting like I saw one of the videos that really got to me was it was a bunch of high schoolers Mm -hmm. and they were behind a fence and you saw like SWAT or whatever like they were geared up this black kid teenager maybe Mm -hmm. 16 15 couldn't have been more than that because he was of 80 jumps the fence and kneels and then this white girl with this curly ginger hair jumps over the fence and stands in front of him Mm -hmm. because everybody knows they were not about to shoot that little ginger curly girl of course they would have shot him yeah and this isn't about this is because she's white and he's black exactly but then on the flip side now you see there was a video that was circulating that it was a black cop and he went up to these people and he was like guys you're gonna have to leave because my sergeant told me I needed to come over here because you know I'm a black officer and like black officer to protesters like they don't look that bad excuse me what wow like again this needs to not be a race thing this needs to be like my dad uses the example, like, there's good apples and bad apples and everything. Yes, right. but the good apple, the bad apples need to be a small percentage, not the whole percentage. And the good it apples need to, need, be- to, need, to say, need to rat out, I'm sorry, you need to rat out the bad ones. Like, mm-hmm. the three cops that you need to snitch. Floyd, I know snitches George- catch stitches, but here we need the nah, fam. In the George Floyd thing, two of them were rookies. They were literally on the wow. field, on the force for like a hot wow. second. And, and they just thought that there. by doing this, that they were going to make a name for themselves and be like, oh, wow, I took someone down. Well, now you're getting charged. So, but the thing is you, I personally, like I respect police, fire, EMTs, all that jazz, mm-hmm. first responders, but yeah. I that's not a job for me. Like, that's not something I would do. Like, right. you sign up for this job. Like, nobody forced you to do this. You signed up for this job. Right. So if you're not willing to do the right thing, why did yeah, you... Exactly. Why are you putting that badge on that's supposed to show exactly. me that you're going to protect me? Exactly. I was reading another another post of a girl that it was the officer that was involved in the Brianna Taylor. Uh-huh. Which that story to me that literally infuriates me to know. Yeah, that. that that I will not that I don't like you got the wrong house. You just Oh, but hold on. Let's b- double back for the people which if you don't know who Brianna Taylor is, we're about to <laughs> If drop you don't know any of what we're talking about, you must be like an unborn child because I Every, don't like, know how you don't yeah. know about this. So Brianna Taylor, for those of you who don't know, Brianna Taylor was a police officer. Her husband, he was also in that type of field. She, they were sleeping in their house, middle of the night. These people, these white cops stormed into her home on, what do you say, unmarked? Yeah, you call I it? think it's unmarked. unmarked and shot her and killed her. And then her husband was like, who the fuck are you people? Shot one of them Mm -hmm. and he's in jail and is in jail. Yep. I don't. And to me, that infuriates me. One, because you had no fucking business being there. No business being there. 
you are trying to apprehend somebody that was a already in police custody mm-hmm. b nowhere near where these people live nowhere near where these people live and c you don't even follow like basic procedure like i'm not even a cop and i know that you don't do that like it's obvious to me that you don't do that it's incredible it's like these cops are watching too many like cop movies where they work the cops in the movies do whatever they want it's like well this is real life like you need to go by the rule book if i have to go by the rule book at my job you should have to go by the rule book in your job especially because you're carrying a gun well i was so i was watching like i'm sure everybody like now i'm you go clicking through different instagram different twitter or whatever and you're learning you're learning a lot so i stumbled upon this girl holding a sign that it's something um like calling out some officer right and i'm like who is this i don't know who this is as i'm reading the caption it's from her instagram somebody took a picture of her and she posted it yeah the officer in the poster was one of the officers that kills brianna taylor or that were involved in the brianna taylor case and he was she was at a bar and he was a cop that you know how they have like cops at bars yeah he was at a bar she didn't have an she was trying to call an uber and he was like oh i'll take you home took her to her home sexually assaulted her and this is not the first case that that happened oh okay he has had multiple cases of this multiple criminal infractions that have been quote unquote investigated or are being investigated are you fucking kidding me wow i don't even there's so many things that are surfacing now that i just don't have any like it's it's just unbelievable to me like i my mom and I were talking about this because for a long time, like that was my thing. Like, Ooh, it would be so fun to date a cop. Haha. <laughs> because I respect them. And like this, maybe this kind of takes not like a racism turn, but like a sexism. Thing. Like I have always told my dad, like, you'll never know what it's like to be a woman and, and be scared to walk from the, do- from oh, the car. Yeah to somewhere from the door of anywhere to the car. Like you'll never understand that because you're a woman, like, because I'm a woman and you're a man, you'll never understand. Yeah. But to sit here and be like, shit, I'm even scared if I see a fucking cop. Yeah. Because I don't know if he's a good apple or a bad apple. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what happens to truly protect me. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to truly protect me or if I need to be just as scared because exactly. you're no longer just a cop. You're just a man. Exactly. Like, is that another reason I need to be scared? Like, mm-hmm. because you're a cop now too. And yeah. I never thought in my wildest dreams that that would be a scenario. Yeah. That that would be something that I would have to be scared of. And I'm a quote white woman. I'm white yeah. privileged. Yeah. Because I don't look quote unquote like stereotypical Hispanic. Like, I've gone to Virginia and Chicago and I passed for being white. Right. It's not until I open my mouth that people speak Spanish. That's so funny that you say that. Like, I know that I have privilege. 
I know, and Shanice and I sp- spoke about this the other day. I was like, imagine if you and I go on a road trip and we stop in the wrong place. Like, oh, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be fucked. Yeah. You'd be fucked. And exactly. that to me is mind. I know. Mind-blowing. I have, um, my, this guy that I tr- used to train with literally every single day of my life, he's black and I used to go spinning with him. I took his classes. Like he would do one-on-one training with me. I used to. Oh, I remember him. him. I used to meet him at the gym, and he would like train me. I love him to death. Like I love him to death. That right. I, like, I can't imagine what people would used to think or used to say about me and him being in a car together, like going to the gym. Exactly. Going to eat. He works. Well, I don't want to say where he works, but whatever. He works at like a, a nice place in Coral Gables. And mm-hmm. I can only imagine, I used to go visit him sometimes where he worked. And I can't even imagine what people were saying when me and him would like go get coffee or go eat. Right. Like they must have been like, is this like, like, do we keep an eye on him? Like what, like what's going on? Like, is and, like, she okay? Right. And like the thing that people will never know unless you get to know him is how nice of a person he is. And the thing is, I, I had this conversation with a friend, with that, with that friend of mine that I was like, have you noticed that this was an observation her and I were making because I was watching like, what's the gen, gen Z is the generation after us, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) I see a lot of Gen Z, like YouTubers or whatever, like it's a thing for like there to be a lot of interracial couples. Right. And to me, I was like, is this for cloud? Because now you're pulling in like two sides, like (laughs) white people. But then I was kind of like, that's a fucking racist thought. Like, yeah, what does it matter? What does it matter? Exactly. So then like I was watching, I have, I follow these, a lot of different people on TikTok. And one of them was like, um, her and her husband like couldn't have kids. So they adopted, they have three, three boys, three, three adopted black boys. And one of them was like, oh, he's like little. And she was like, oh, like somebody at school had asked him like, why is your mom white? Like, why isn't she black like you? And he was like, and I was literally like, the fact that people, like, these are kids, right? Yeah, like, the fact that a child even asks that question. What are you learning at home? Yeah. That you have to ask this question. Like, that's something that I will not, I, I, I can't fathom that. Yeah. Like, I didn't even, I wouldn't, wouldn't have even thought of asking that question if like it was a, a same-sex couple exactly. like that would, would never cross my mind it would never cross my mind to be like hey why do you have two moms right why do you have two dads like I know some, I don't know why I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why that wouldn't cross my mind but it just wouldn't it's just something that like because it's like, just it's, an unfathomable thing yeah that was just like it doesn't fucking matter yeah, it like, literally <laughs> doesn't matter. Like it just, it just doesn't matter. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. And like I follow these other people on TikTok. Like I have a friend that she's like white, like Snow White, blonde, blue eyes, and her husband's black. And her, um, her, I think at their wedding, like somebody from her family didn't go because he was black. And I was like, how 
disgusting do you have to be as a person that you would put your close-minded thoughts and beliefs Mm -hmm. over somebody over somebody's happiness yeah like that to me is 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 I can't I can't fathom that I know well thank you guys for listening to us vent I guess and talk about this very important issue that is going on um Mm -hmm. I hope that it helped a little bit to open your eyes I hope that we helped you in some way understand what's going on a little bit more Mm -hmm. um and to help you create your own opinions about what's going on um and yeah I mean let us know your thoughts we would love to hear your thoughts on anything and let us know if there's anything we should be sharing um resources any resources that we should be talking about especially those for latin latinx people um since we are in miami and (laughs) that's who surrounds us um Mm -hmm. and i think it's very important for a lot of latinx people to talk about this um so yeah thanks for listening and hopefully next time we'll have a fun episode to get your mind off of things um and we can go back to being our fun selves we've got a lot of fun ideas coming up guys so stay tuned thanks guys bye bye